Welcome to the Creative Brew, helping you keep your creative juices brewing. We're giving out chunks of insight, motivation, and practicality for your creative journey. And welcome to a new episode of the Creative Brew, giving you insights on your creative journey. This episode is brought to you by a few great sponsors of mine. First of all, Panels Comics and Coffee Bar here in beautiful Oceanside, California, right off of Mission Avenue, close by the beach. Uh, they have some of the hottest graphic novels and comic books out right now. Uh, if you're a comic book nerd, I suggest you go up there, check out the, the merch, new books, also the vintage books that they have. They have a lot of uh, vintage comic books that's on sale. Uh, so I, I usually, when I got time, I'll, I'll go by and check out and see what kind of a uh, hidden gems they have in some of those boxes so you'll you'll be surprised what you find in there if you're a comic book nerd if you can uh check them out on instagram and facebook at panels coffee or you can go to panelscoffee.com also too if you um mention the cradle brew you're in the area and you mention the cradle brew you'll get um 10 off your next uh coffee or book purchase so um just remember if you're in the area hey mention the podcast you'll get a discount Another partner of mine is uh, Elevate Coffee Trading. And if you appreciate specialty coffee, enjoy outdoor adventure, and love helping elevate the lives of others, um, then you're gonna love Elevate Coffee Trading. Their mission is to extract hope through love, coffee, and adventures. There's free shipping in the United States, and every bag of coffee helps um, to, it actually helps uh, sponsor um, health and education for children in coffee-producing countries and areas of need in the United States. So use promo code ELEVATE21, and that's with the Creative Brew, on your next order online, and you can follow their journey on social media at Elevate Coffee Trading, and visit online at elevatecoffeetrading.com, and let's start extracting hope together. Another partner of mine is Astropad, and for all my digital creators, if you work from your tablet, if you use an iPad Pro, then Astropad actually converts that iPad Pro into another uh, professional graphics tablet. So uh, if you happen to see a lot of the design work that I put out, a lot of the illustrations, um, all, a lot of that stuff, I use Astropad uh, from my, directly from my iPad Pro to do a lot of the work. So uh, it lets me use uh, some of my favorite programs like Photoshop, InDesign, Illustrator, um, you know, any of those programs I can use directly right on uh, right on, on on my iPad Pro and it's it's seamless. Uh, you can go either Bluetooth or you can connect it um, through USB cord. So it's been been a great tool, a great digital tool for my uh, workstation. So you can visit them at Astropad Alp uh, or you can check them out uh, at astropad.com. And then the last partner of mine is Cobopod, which is where we're at today. And they're a uh, boutique a video and audio production studio based here in uh, Oceanside, California. I get messages all the time, get calls all the time, and people ask me, hey, how do you start your podcast? Well, I, yes, there, there's simpler ways you can do it. People use their phone. Uh, you can start a podcast doing that. If you want to go high quality, if you want to you know, really up the, up the ante on your, uh, on your podcast production and you want to create a full show, then Cobalt is the way to go. So, um, you know, we've got a sound coach. Uh, we've got a photographer on staff. You get uh, 4K um, video, you get high quality audio, and a lot of times it, it helps me out because all I have to do is get the files, place it into my, um, and, you know, in, into my program, and then I've got the show produced. So they do all the all the hard work for me. So it just allows me to you know come in here and and do what I do best and and uh, record. So um, if you're thinking about starting your podcast or you're thinking about creating any kind of content. 
um, as I said, maybe you're, you've got an online course that you're thinking about or, you know, any kind of uh, promotional um, ideals you may have, hey, swing by Cobopod uh, and let's book your session today. So today we're on, uh, on this new episode. We've actually got a uh, former guest and uh, he was on a, a past episode and last, actually last couple of episodes I've been bringing on uh, former guests and, and really just sort of seeing you know what what's happened since the last time and and um, you know even through the ups and downs and and definitely everybody has their own unique creative journey but um, Justin here has been a, a good buddy of mine like I said we met online and, and sort of created that relationship from there and he was on a previous podcast and you know he's a, a comedian uh, like I said he does a uh, a whole gamut of, of different things, but I just admire, you know, the, the, the strength and courage that he has. And, uh, for anyone that doesn't know him, he's, he's very short of stature, but I'm telling you his, uh, his, his heart is, is bigger than anybody else's. So, um, I'll let him share his story again and, um, yeah, we'll take it from there. Thank you for having me again, man. Hey, Thank no problem. you. <laughs> so yeah, like, uh, for those who don't know me, I go by comic Justin, uh, basically, I've been doing comedy for six years, and doing comedy has taught me a lot of things, especially about life and how beautiful things could be, especially when you create an art and you make it and you make people laugh, you know. And when I started, I didn't know how big I was going to get. I felt like I was three foot. Now I'm six foot, you know. I don't know. I'm doing pretty well doing comedy. I feel like comedy brought more out of me than it did. It made me change into a better person because then I got to enjoy what kind of material I needed to make. And a lot of people ask me all the time what kind of material I make. Basically, all the short jokes I can take, you know. Basically, I turned my life from short into good because of all the stuff that I went through younger into older and still dealing with some things every day because not it's not perfect. So you basically just got to enjoy it and turn comedy into a beautiful art that you can make and then continue doing it. And now not only I do comedy or doing my own performing, but now I also run a show too. I've been doing that for six, about almost six years. It's five years right now, but going on six. And just doing that made me more network with other comedians and basically learn how to meet new people. And that's how I kind of meet you. And it was kind of cool. Like things just somehow, you know, it just opened the doors for better things. And I'm kind of glad that I actually started doing comedy. A lot of people were like, isn't it hard to go up performing? I mean, it's a little. I mean, it's a little. I mean, sometimes the worst part about doing comedy is bombing. Because, you know, but it's kind of good. Because even though you feel horrible at the end, but it teaches you what you need to do and where to put your material at and where the punchline is. And sometimes you can move jokes around just to make it blend in. And basically, you got to continue learning how to make yourself better and kind of just follow through what other comedians go through. And I mean, somehow you have to start on the bottom and work your way up. And it might take 10, might be taking 15, might take 20 years. It might never happen, but you should never look at that. You should always try to find something that could actually ban you, you know? Like um, myself, I not only do stand-up, and now I do acting. I did two small films in Oceanside here, and which led me into an interview with Ron Jeremy, which is, <laughs> I was amazed when I met the man, and then things didn't look good for him, but I mean, unfortunately, you never know who you meet. 
So, like, sometimes it could be a celebrity or it could be some guy that you never know and it can make your career really good. And sometimes you just find ways to continue. And basically, now that I did it, I'm kind of glad I'm doing more. I want to do more acting and I want to follow through that. But until, like, everything comes back, I mean, I'm just trying to continue doing piece by piece and somehow keep surviving and keep trying to grind as much as I can. It sucks that, you know, I went from doing comedy in person to do comedy online. And doing comedy online actually taught me a couple things. Know that not everybody's gonna laugh at your joke. <laughs> and remember, you better have better internet because if you tell a joke, it might be delayed. <laughs> so what I, I guess I would describe you. I mean, like I said everybody, every, especially comedians, everybody has their different different ways of, of connecting. Do you feel like, even with COVID and then having to 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 go online, going virtually, do you feel that th there was like a disconnect on the um, on the energy or the relationship level between you and that uh, and the audience? I mean, a little bit, because you know, like online, nobody knew who I was. I met comedians that were on the East Coast and in different countries in Canada, and I got to perform with them. And that was kind of cool because it's a different diversity that you never experience. Like, you go from California, if unless I was big and I'm touring other places, then I would get to enjoy the other comedy, but it's cool just the different part of that. But then the energy, it's different because it, you're not getting real laughs you don't really hear it much as you hear it in a real show like if i went to perform at a comedy show right now and i made people laugh i would love that you know but online you don't hear much about it because it's like you hear people laughing but you basically don't even know because you continue telling your jokes and you have at least like maybe four minutes to do it online and depending on if you have a show or not some people do 10 minutes 10 minutes online is like five minutes to me. And then I'm like normally doing a little bit of crowd work, but there's no crowd to do it because basically your crowd is mostly all comedians. Some of them could be audience, which is good, but you really don't really, I mean, socialize. And so the energy kind of did change a little bit. And then when I kept going from online, I went back in person and I just felt more better in person because it just, I don't know, the feeling is way better because it doesn't feel real when you're doing online. Like at the end of the day, uh, normally I hang out with the people after a show. After my show online, I just go back to a TV show or whatever I'm eating, maybe eating dinner or something. And if you're like, well, what, why am I doing this? Like, I need to find something I can continue doing. Like, I'm kind of glad things are finally getting back to be open a little bit so we can actually be able to do this and be able to expand ourselves and do comedy or network or radio, podcast. I mean, anything, I, I just rather do anything anymore because anything will get you something. Because if you don't do nothing, then you're just sitting at home, keep thinking, well, I gotta do it, I gotta do it. I mean, if I do a podcast with you, I'm meeting you and then I meet anyone else that comes with it. And it's a beauty because then you get to see my side and I see your side and how you run things and how I do comedy. It, I basically, it's all the same art. Yeah, I mean, it's all one piece. I mean, anybody can do anything. If you put your mind to it, then you, you can do it. 
I didn't think I would ever do comedy. My first time, I was like, no, I'm not doing it. I felt like, like I'm a fear of audience. And it's just like when I went, like, I'm trying to go skydiving, but I have a fear of heights. So I'm like, if I do comedy and I go up there and I do it, then I have to continue. And that's what I told myself on the first day. So now I'm like, I'm doing anything. I'm afraid of the water. I can't swim, but I will go kayaking by myself. And I'm just like, I don't know why. It just, if you don't do it, you never know what it's like or how it feels. So I'm kind of glad that I'm learning a little bit, especially online. It taught me a little bit to slow down. Don't try to rush yourself. Don't like, don't pretend that you're better than everybody. Just try to feel like you can find a way to grind with everybody and enjoy the whole time. Because if this, if you don't enjoy it, then you're basically doing it for nothing. And even though it's, you're stuck at home doing comedy. I'd rather do that than do no comedy. And then comedy led to me doing back to live comedy. And the more I got more upcoming shows, I'm performing May 4th in Marietta at Samrocks in Marietta, which is kind of cool because now I'm being able to expand myself again. Um, I'm just trying to just do anything and it's kind of fun just being able to be out, I think. Like that's the best part, especially enjoying to talk to you and i'm like cool we can finally <laughs> do something i mean yeah it's, it's definitely a, a a different experience you know definitely uh you know first of all you know first you know episode you know we met uh virtually and doing a uh, virtual uh episode but it's it's definitely a, a different feel especially sort of seeing each other you know face to face finally and and um sort of getting um creating that that connection um a little bit better um i, I think you 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 just brought out some some great points about um you know not doing anything you know and i've, I've had uh, a lot of people in my life that you know that they, they'll tell me they'll message me and I'm like hey i got an ideal for something or I, i've got a cool ideal you know I, i've always been one of those to where even now i'm still uh, experimenting <laughs> and i find myself sort of experimenting with with uh, with life right now and figuring out okay um even if I'm, you know, working on a book or if I'm trying to create a new service for my business or trying to create a new ideal, um, it doesn't serve anybody with me sort of just um, sitting on it and sort of letting it sort of mull, mull around in my head. I, I think just being able to take, you know, those actions, uh, you know, actually making, uh, you know, strategic steps into going the direction that, that you're wanting to go, especially when you've got a you know, perhaps got a, a great idea. Um, and I think a lot of people tend to just sit on it and, you know, feel like, well, I, I think more people get, have the fear of feeling like it's going to fail more than like, what if it blows up and succeeds? Um, I, I, I think, and I, and I don't know why the reasoning is behind that, but um, I think right now is probably the best time to, uh, and if 2020 didn't teach us anything as to, you know, you might as well go full steam with the, the, the dreams or the ideals that's, that's sort of built for you, I believe, and um, just going all out with it. Now, obviously, you know, I, I be practical with it, you know, figure out ways to, you know, sustain yourself. Um, you know, even out here, it's not, <laughs> it's definitely not cheap, but, um, you know, but I, I do think that everybody has those, uh, those ideals and uh, abilities to do to do pretty much create the life that they want. 
Um, they just have to put forth the, the, the effort and the, uh, the energy to, to go about that. Um, so even, even now, um, so right now you're, you're getting back to, um, you know, doing some in-person, um, comedic shows. What's, what's been the best, I guess the best story. I know everybody, every comedian sort of, you know, they usually practice their material or they, they sort of source it from, from different things, obviously from their life experiences and things like that. Um, what's been the best avenue for you of like creating, just creating material? Cause you know, you got, you get some people, I'll say, for example, you get some people, um, that can, they're just naturally funny. Like they can come off with a joke real, real quick. And then you got, you know, obviously comedy is completely different. I mean, not to say it's not different, but you have to set it up the right way. Uh, you have to sort of tell that story, set up the joke, um, to where, you know, it's, it's, it's funny for the audience where it connects with the audience. Um, what's been your, your, your best way of sort of creating that, that source material to, uh, create your jokes? I mean, basically, like, one of my jokes that happens to be about being called Wee Man every day. <laughs> and so 90% of people that see me in person will ask me if I'm Wee Man. So, like, somehow turning that joke into how everyone thinks I'm a celebrity all the time. Because you never know. The next person will be somebody else differently. But it's, I don't know, like, somehow I just find ways. I mean... I met people that have phobias of little people and that turned into a good joke where everyone looked at me like I was Chucky, you know, <laughs> like I don't, I don't even know what to expect when I meet people that have phobias. Yeah. I try to be as nice as I can cause I don't want to get beat <laughs> up, you know, <laughs> like, and sometimes I want to know why people have phobias. I want to, I got to find ways to figure that out. Like I got to, sometimes you got to go deep into a joke to figure out the whole thing. But I mean, basically, some of the punchlines are not always correct. I mean, they're all like, you gotta change it up to make it funny. And you don't wanna make a reality, real sad story into something that is comedy, but you wanna turn it into funny. You wanna find a way to relate to them in a funny way and not break their heart or freak them out. Like, because people, I didn't know people that really have phobias actually go through some uh, anxiety issues and some of them can have the panic attack and like the girl that I met had a really bad one where she would cry and I never knew what was happening until the bartender told me that she has a phobia of little people and I kind of just like I didn't know what to do so I just thought I'd be nice and try to talk to her but it was not it's not going to be the right idea to do because you just freak them out more and I didn't know that was a big thing. And that's just another joke that I go through or how everyone thinks that I drive with a car seat. You know, no, not everything has to do with car seat. I don't think my ghetto booty would fit in a car seat. Like, but you know, you get those jokes where you always have to find something funny or like the good and bad things about being little, you know, the good things, my clothes are cheaper. And the bad thing is when tall people walk by and crop dust me, you know? Like the feelings of feeling that you got to find ways. It's horrible to think like that because you don't know why this does happen all the time, but you're short, you know, God made you who you are or wherever you came from. My mother made me basically. So you're born for the way you are. So you got to find a way. Like my dad tells me, you can't make the world like want you. You got to adapt to the way it is. 
and no matter what, you got to take a lot of on and you have to learn how to receive and give out. A lot of it, you will get made fun of. A lot of people, I had little people come up to me and ask me how I handle it. To be honest, it's not easy. I mean, you got to find a way to ignore it. Even when you get stared at 90% of the time walking into a store because you're different, you have to find comedy in that. And sometimes, like, I freaked out when the guy came up to me and he stared at me so long on the pier over here. And I freaked out because I'm like, why, why does he keep staring? And then he had a skateboard too, so I kind of just like, all right. And then he dropped it. And then he's like, we got to take a picture. And I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm like, let's take a picture. So he got down to my height and took a selfie. Then he says, hey, I can't wait to go home and tell my kids that I finally got to meet Wee Man. And I'm like, oh, man, how do I break it to this guy that I am not who this guy is? And even at my day job, like working the front door, you never know what comes through that door, but people will think that you're Wee Man. And sometimes it amazes me, like, how gullible I can make them feel or how horrible that I can just break their heart and say, no, I'm not. Like, I try to take advantage of it and try to use it to just enjoy it because, you know, if you're going to look like somebody, obviously, it's never going to go away, you know. The movie came out on TV or movie theaters of, um, from MTV. So basically, you know, everyone's seeing a little guy kicking himself in the head. You know how many times people wanted me to do that? Um, they'd like, I'll pay you a dollar. And I'm like, no, like, I don't have Keebler care. Like, they don't offer that to me, you know? Like, if I was having Keebler care and I would be taken care of, you know? I'm no, like, I just thought it funny. But, you know, somehow comedy just, I don't know, I think that's why I do comedy because of all the things that I go through, I feel like the world is so judgmental. Like, we became way judgmental against race, against size, against everything. And that's not what the world should be about. The world should more love and understand each other. Yes, it's like what I do not like is when parents try to not teach their kids when their kids are looking at me wondering what I am. And I always try to tell them and some parents do not want to educate their kids. So like some will be educated, some won't. So you just got to learn to live with that. I mean, and no matter what, it's always going to be that way. Things are never going to change. And I feel like somehow me adapting to being little, I feel like I'm just six foot everywhere I go. So I don't look at myself being small. Like, I've heard the word midget so many times to the point where I use it in my comedy just because the word is so degrading that you got to bring a little light to it. And sometimes people didn't know what little people were. And a lot of people don't want to be educated, so you just basically roll with the punches. And so, so many times I learned to just adapt to that word, so I just use it in comedy. Now I just started not to use it because, I mean, if I say it more, the more people will say it back. And that's just, you don't want to give out and then receive it differently. Yeah, it's disrespectful to, yeah. disrespectful to you. I mean, it's, um, I, I think you, you sort of, you know, work, your entire life to you know get away from the stigma uh and not to say yes i i know yes you're you're a little bit shorter than me but that that shouldn't um you know i shouldn't belittle you 
as a as a you know even as a human being i shouldn't belittle you because of your your height or you know freak out because of you know what your stature is shouldn't shouldn't matter um yeah, yeah and I, I i said i i applaud you um because it's it's tough I, I said i hadn't you know there's no way i'm going to be in your shoes um but i do i do respect that you know you still um you know keep going and you use use the things that that may be thrown at you and you use it um for something for something good um it, it's very easy to be you know one of those uh one of those people that where you know you, you just get um you're sort of just mad and irritated all the time because people are you know saying things at you all the time and you know they might be talking about your height or you know where are you you know and and how always having to a answer questions and um it could be very easy for you to be like oh, i'm just gonna you know run up and you know kick someone in the shin or something <laughs> like that uh but um I, like i said I, I definitely applaud you for you know for for staying confident in yourself staying courageous and um you know being being true to who you are and i, I really feel like um all that's gonna pay pay dividends um sooner or later um so um, like i said I, I applaud you for that um i i, I know with with you you know, you, you've done a, you know, a wide range, a wide range of, of, of different things between, you know, doing, doing a couple uh, uh, movies and, and uh, well, some films and, and, you know, definitely in your comedy right now. Um, for you right now, what do you, where do you sort of see yourself um, sort of going? Is, is there, I mean, is there certain things that you, you personally for you, you would love to expand in? Um, just even for your for your brand, or just feel like, hey, you know, I think I could take a stab at that. Is there anything that you would think about sort of jumping into? Um, I mean, thought about doing my own podcast, but you should. I mean, I just never have time because I want to focus on comedy. But like even like comedy, I want to focus on acting. Like acting, when I started acting, I didn't really, I don't have a degree. I didn't go to college to do theater. I just somehow got thrown into it because I wanted to do, I seen every character like little people, like um, Star Wars had an R2-D2 as a little person inside it. And it made me on how you are a little person, you're in a R2-D2 uh, machine or whatever it is, and you're making a movie. And then you see other like Oompa Loompas, people, I, I even love Willy Wonka. Like it today, it, it still makes me amazed. Like, I don't really care for the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, but the original one with uh, Gene Wilder. Oh, that's the one I watch. It made me realize so many things. And then, like, even um, Austin Powers watching Mini-Me, he became something. And somehow, like, Peter Dinklage was able to overcome every little person and play a big role in the Game of Thrones. Like, to watch that, it, I don't know, it just brings me to be, like, I want to do things like that because when I started acting, there's so much different about acting. There is comedy, but it basically, you just got to remember your lines. You got to remember what you're doing, your rehearsal. You got to go in and just be that character. You know, like my first character I was ever in a film was called what's wrong with you. And it was a, a local from a, a filmmaker in Oceanside here. And I was a crazy doctor. So basically, I took care of patients, and I tried to uh, stick a Q-tip in the guy's ear. I tried to give him a shot of a needle. And even before that COVID happened, I was wearing a mask as a doctor. And it's crazy, like, the way how acting is. I look at films 
differently than it used to. Like when I was a kid, I loved films, but then it's just like, how much do they put into a film to make it? Oh yeah, like it's a lot of work. Yeah, deleted scenes are extra, like, and a lot of behind it you don't even see, and to make it. And so like, like even when I watch Animal Kingdom here, I was amazed. I was just like, how are they even making it here? And it just, it just basically makes the whole beauty of art. Like, and I want to do more acting, so hopefully I focus on that. Uh, even when COVID ends, or if it don't end, I still want to do it no matter what. And I feel like you can branch out no matter. I think San Diego has a beautiful industry. I mean, Hollywood has its own, but San Diego has its a, a beautiful scenery. Yeah, there's a lot of potential. There's a lot of potential. Oh, side note, quick side note. If anyone don't know, uh, Animal Kingdom is a show I, I, I'm not sponsored by Animal Kingdom or TNT, so I'm going to throw a, a quick side note. Uh, Animal Kingdom is a show that's on TNT. Uh, it's actually based off of here uh, in Oceanside, so they usually do a lot of filming here. So I just want to throw a quick, quick little thing for anyone that hadn't watched Animal Kingdom. Uh, what he referred to is a show it's on TNT. Check it out. It's wild. Um, and it's based here in Oceanside. Um, but yeah, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll go ahead and continue, continue on there. But, um, you know, it's, uh, honestly, I, I mean, I, I really feel like San Diego has a lot of potential for, uh, for a lot of different things. Um, there's, I mean, the creative community around here is outrageous. I'm still, for me being here, I've been here for about six years now and I'm still meeting, <laughs> meeting new people, um, you know, I think this podcast has been probably the best platforms for me to be able to connect and meet. I mean, honestly, if I didn't have this podcast, there's, I would, I don't think I would have ever met, um, met you uh, or any any of the people um, that's behind the scenes, like you know Dave and Peyton, Logan. Uh, I would have never met any of them if I hadn't started this podcast. So it's just sort of wild, you know. Once you sort of build a platform, or you know, you you've got an ideal, uh, you just don't know how far it can spread. Um, and and now, like I said, I'm, I'm getting to, uh, you know, talk with interesting people like you. And, and, um, so yeah, it's, it's just one of those where I, I, I think that, uh, a lot of potential here, great creative community. Um, and I, I think for you, I mean, you'd, it'd be cool, uh, if you was in, in some, in some more movies. Uh, I know with, uh, well, we talked about it briefly before we started this episode, but, uh, you know, with, uh, with Peter, I mean, he just got a, a, a larger than life, personality you know even it was funny even seeing him on uh avengers affinity war and like he's a giant it's like it's it's sort of weird because it's like yes he's he presents himself like that you know it's just and i i think that's a a testament for um for 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 many many you know short people short short stature i don't, I don't even know how how would you even what what would be the most respectful you know name for you you know obviously you don't want the word midget i don't even like it yeah. what would you what would you say uh call yourself you know just i'm a short statured person who i don't know <laughs> the political i guess yeah what was the political it's called dwarf um I, I can't even call you that yeah i just don't like it because i feel like a fairy tale like we're like a snow white and the seven dwarves or like um the type of Dwarf I am, it's called dwarfism. They call it achondroplasia. It's one type of dwarf. There's over 200 types or maybe 300, I'm thinking. But they, little people normally go by LP, abbreviated for little person. 
or uh, dwarf. Uh, but I basically just call myself Justin, you know, like, yeah, I, I don't I, even like, I can't even call you a little person. I, that, yeah. I'm you're Justin. Yeah. That's what <laughs> I feel like, you know, like I don't even like names. I just, I can't even blend. That's why everything is like comedy to me because if like when I got called a dwarf, I just didn't like it. I was like, I just feel like a fairy tale. Like this is not real. Like I can't, it's not going to be a never ending story. It's not a small world after all. Or what are we like? I don't know. I just, I basically think the name of a person should be just who he is. I don't even like being called LP because it's just, to me, it's not something I am, you know? I feel like to be a regular person and wanted to fit in, just be you. Just don't, you don't need no nickname. You don't need, like the midget word is, to me, honestly, I laugh at it because even though it's degrading to a lot of little people, if you don't, like, the only way for me to get over that word is how many times I've received it. Yeah. And only, n every person only knows that word. Yeah. Like, when they come in, uh, like, talk to me, even people when I go shopping or do anything, they normally will say that word. Yeah. And it's kind of awkward because, like, you don't know what to say to them. They don't know it's defensive. They just think that's what you are called. Yeah. So basically, I don't even, like, when people call me, I just ignore it. I just go on with my day. Even if you call me a dwarf, honestly, it's just all these names will just become a joke to me. And I just, I kind of just will just kind of roast you with it. Like, I can make jokes for days, even with the word midget or even anything. A lot of people just don't realize you can use a word and just make it funny because then people won't keep throwing it at you. Like, it, it's just a word that doesn't offend you. Like, yeah, after a while, it just gets boring. But to be honest, the world is never going to change. So you got to come up with everything you can be against this word or try to use it in a way where people will understand it is offensive and you don't like to be called that. So basically, I would say a name of a person is better than even being called a dwarf. I kind of feel like that's just something that I don't even like it. It just doesn't sound right either as a person. Like from films to like reality, it's totally different. So I feel like if you're just a human, you're a human. Yeah. Like uh, you're nobody, like I'm not born different than anybody else. So everyone, like even a lot of people ask me, how come you're small? And I'll even tell them like, like even telling a kid this is like, you have to be a little bit politer and nicer and try to educate them. But even when adults will treat you like their kid, like, and then kind of like, to be honest, I don't even get it. Like, I have to talk to this adult, like, I'm treated like a kid, which I don't even see it. But you just find ways to just give out information. I guess the real word is little person. So basically, if people want to know, that's the only word, I guess. Um, or just use their name. I mean, the name is more, I mean, it says it right there, I guess. <laughs> but I mean, I just think that you just, being a little person, you just enjoy every step of life. Even when you grow younger, because everything changes. Like even technology, like when you go to a McDonald's and you order off the menu that they put there, not ca a cashier, you can't even press the drink. Because you're so tiny, you're like, well, you can't use one of those grabbers because it's not a grab, you gotta point. So now I'm like, you gotta learn how to adapt 
with technology or even everything. So I basically, I don't know, it's just things that you just go through and you realize that everything's not made for smaller or tall. Even tall people, I don't think everything's made for tall people. Oh, no. Even, no, like, not. some of them have to customize a bed. Like, Shaquille O'Neal, like, his bed is big. Yeah, it's, yeah. I I wouldn't want to be <laughs> Shaq's size. I mean, that's just, there's a lot of stuff that he, I'm sure he has to, uh, you know, compensate and adapt to. Um, I, you know what? I, 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 You know, you talk about technology. I, I, I don't see, I, I really feel like even now, I, I think, as far as what what we're doing technologically, um, we should be adapting for you know for all kinds of people, um, you know, short, tall, um, it doesn't matter. Um, I think we we've been able to uh, have so many advancements in te- technology, uh, even design wise. You know, you just brought up a great point. Even with the, I didn't even think about that. Even with the um, the, the drinks at McDonald's. You know they're they're only set for a certain size so you yeah. know setting something up to where um you know sh- shorter people can you know punch a button and get their drinks that's something i didn't even think about um and i you know i think you have to have eyes like like you and having a a, a fresh perspective on you know even how we design certain things, you know, how we, you know, how technology is, you know, it has to be able to be adaptable for, for anybody. Um, especially if it's, if it's this advanced and the things that we're doing, um, through science, um, through, through medicine, uh, through everything, we should be able to adapt to, to all kinds of people. And we, and we don't, and, uh, yeah. that's a, that's a shame. Um, so, uh, right now, I mean, what is, uh, what's inspiring you right now? I mean, there's, there's said, obviously there's, people give me different answers for for this question um for you what what things are sort of pulling you right now what's what's uh what's driving you i mean the energy basically the worse the world gets the more i keep wanting to push myself because like when COVID happened i just sat at home and i'm like okay this is not real like real life like you got to figure out what's the bottom like i just realized the government will probably won't always help us so like you gotta find a way even if your comedy is not going you gotta still find ways i mean basically the more negative things get i feel like i gotta just continue pushing myself or the more negative i feel and i just gotta keep finding happiness like and everybody needs to enjoy life like i'll go hiking kayaking just to start exploring more of the universe and the world just enjoy something that i'm not used to and then on the other half i will go to my day job and then that will continue pushing me to even show better because i love people i love talking to people i just love being around people because people make what the world is like if we can all just find a way to get along kind of i feel like i mean everyone can understand each other then the world would be perfect but i mean you don't want it too perfect you want it to be able to just find better and i mean no matter what like i just feel like the world has got to the bottom like even seeing people in person i I really like how everyone's mood has changed that taught me that people need more comedy because without happiness or laughter we're we're just not people oh no we're just we're stuck in zombie land and we're not going to get out of the house and everyone doesn't realize being in the house so long makes you like you need energy you need that fresh air you need sun you need 
Yeah, and it sucks that we had to do all this. The world wasn't made for that. We were not made to stay in a tent or a building all day until the point that we're just going to go crazy because we got to get out. And I know people are finally getting out. So I feel like, I mean, it just taught me, COVID just basically taught me that if you really want something, it's you that has to go get it. And you can't keep delaying it. You can't just say, well, I'm going to continue trying or trying. Like if I didn't get a job, it wouldn't help me. If I didn't do this and continue pushing myself in comedy, I wouldn't be where I'm at. And even with COVID, I can't stop. I have to continue. If online comedy, uh, in person, a podcast, uh, a radio, uh, interview, whatever you can get. Basically, just to expand your name. Because if you don't know that nobody knows you, then you ain't gonna, nobody knows your name. So basically, like, call me Justin. I branded it. I kind of made a Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, uh, my own website. Just, and now clothing, I have a, my own mask that says Comic Justin. I'll go to work and promote me. Like uh, recently when I went to the hospital, I had to get my gallbladder taken out. And I would wear that mask just because the nurses would recognize me and see who I am. And they would be like, you do comedy? And I'm like, yeah. So we're have, we have a comedian. I'm like, yeah. Even though I was in pain, I still thought of the <laughs> better things. I'm just like, because I, I was stuck in the hospital for six days. I had gallstones and my gallbladder and pancreas. And four days of not eating, I lost so much weight. And I feel so good. Like, I don't even, I diet a lot more now than I used to. Because I kind of slowed down on drinking. Even with COVID, I was drinking a lot. And which kind of made me feel the worst. And just learning that, you know, you sit there for six days, you don't have anybody. So you need to, like, make jokes. you got to write. you got to think of good things, even if you're in pain. And I kind of felt like if I didn't go through all that, I wouldn't continue pushing myself. Even right now, I'm like, dude, I just want to continue being humble. I just want more and more. Like, because I want my future to be bigger. And if I don't do it now, then it's not going to get anywhere. Like, I learned that uh, the guy from Game of Thrones, Peter Dinklage, he didn't start acting until he was, like, 28 or 29. And he would be cleaning pianos, cleaning pianos, and just the day job. So I was like, okay, this is something I don't want to do for my life, but, you know, you got to start somewhere. So everything that you can do is to find yourself to get out and just get your name out. I mean, anywhere you can go, just even go eat at a restaurant and promote it, even on local business, like even promote it, like, because you never know who you meet. Like, I'm kind of glad that things, like, I don't feel glad that people died from COVID. I don't feel glad that it turned out the way it did. But if it didn't make people feel the worst, you, you gotta feel that worst. Because if you never felt that worse, that never wants, that never makes you want more. And if you don't have nothing, then you're going to, your future is nothing. So you got to continue finding something until you get somewhere. Even if I have to go through the toughest things, even making jokes that I'm in a hospital or I'm sitting at Chuck E. Cheese just wanting to play video games because I love being, I take advantage of my size. Like even going in the playpen, I can't do that anymore. There's no playpens open. So I'm like, well, how am I going to find humor? I mean, like, like 
I just love everything, like water parks. I love being a kid and just going to water parks, like enjoying everything you can do. Like if you don't enjoy it, life is going to be tough. And I learned that just through this whole COVID. And just it brought the better of me out. So if I don't post myself, we're never going to see where you're going to end up. Like you don't want to be stuck doing nothing. Like even when I thought about it, the government's not going to help us. Like nothing's going to help us. Even if you're stuck at home, you lose your job. How are you going to get out of it? You got to, you have to find a way. And that, that happened for a lot of people, for millions upon millions of people. And yeah, this is one of those where uh, I I think it really showed, uh, especially last year, it it really showed um, a lot of people, you know, how deep of a hole you can, you can get into um, when a lot of things are taken from you. Um, you know, I, and I think that's, that's, that's rough. I mean, it's, um, you know, it's just one of those where I, I think, uh, from what I've heard, you know, obviously, uh, divorce rates went up, um, mental, uh, depression went up, suicide rates went up. Um, you know, I, I mean, on a side note, I mean, there was someone here and there was a business owner here in Oceanside that killed himself, um, from, you know, through, through the whole pandemic, uh, just from, you know, businesses closing up and um so it's it's crazy i mean you just one of those where i I am a big i'm a huge advocate for um you know for doing the things inwardly doing you know meditation doing self-reflection journaling writing going outside playing i mean even you know through the through the quarantine you know it's just like the the worst thing you can do is stay inside i mean getting fresh air you know getting that sunlight um you know just jumping into nature, um, being by yourself. I mean, that those are the things that help sort of reconnect um, who you, you know, who you need to be, who you really are. Um, sometimes we can technology, um, all the, all the daily luxuries that we have can it can help us, and it, at the same time, it can definitely hinder us from um, from who we need to be a lot of times. And and I, I think it even with that, with the pandemic, um, and even, you know, we're still sort of slowly getting out of it, but it really showed the, the, the ugly side of, of society and where, where we're actually at, you know, technology, technologically we are advanced, but we're sort of going reverse with the things that we really need to be working on, which is our, you know, relationships, our relationships with our, with ourself, relationships with, with others. Um, that sort of went in reverse. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, it's it's a, a weird dynamic, but it's one of those where um, people have to, you know, work on it, you know, obviously by, by themselves, but um, it's just a daily process. And I, I think for you, you know, you, you figure that out. Um, and, you know, it sort of sucked that you, you had to go into the hospital um, from the effects of a lot of that. But um, it's one of those where if you didn't experience that, you it wouldn't have I think for you it wouldn't have turned on the, the the light bulb for you to be like okay I I know where I need to go and I think that's for a lot of people you know human nature you know we don't sometimes we are very slow to change unless a um, outside force um, stops us and forces us to change um, we're just a lot of times we're just slow to do that uh, we're not going to change on our own sometimes it takes you know those outside things to sort of change us um, good or bad. And um, it sort of sucks, but that's that's the way it is. And we can either sort of react to it and be like, oh, why is this happening to me? Yeah. You know, this sucks. Um, you know, my life is already sucking. Or we can respond to it 
and be like, okay, look, this is a tough situation right now. What, what am I going to learn from this? And then how I'm going to grow from there. Um, and I, I think, like I said, I think you went with option B there. And, and um, like I said, I know I always you know, follow you on Instagram and I, and I see you enjoying life right now. Um, you know, not to say, and it, it, even being a comedian, it can be hard work. Uh, you know, a lot of people see these comedians and I, you know what, honestly, just throwing out, like I love Dave Chappelle, I love Kevin Hart. I, I don't necessarily, I mean, I love them. They're great comedians, but I love the work that they put in 20 years before to get to where they're, where they're at now. Um, that's what I love and, and seeing them actually succeed and, and be these greats. You know, you think of Eddie Murphy and not, I mean, everybody. I mean, there's a whole line. Uh, mm-hmm. Adam Sandler, just all kinds of people that have put in years upon years of work and struggling to get to where they are. That's that's the process. That's what I enjoy. I don't enjoy like all the, the highlight reels and, you know, all the you know things they have right now. Yeah. Um, even with with you, you know, twenty years from now, when you're this big comedian and you're doing movies, I want to say like, hey, I got to beat this guy, you know, on a podcast before he blew up. Uh, it, it can be shorter than that. Heck, maybe in about five or ten years. Um, but it's it's the it's the the journey and the process of of building and becoming something greater than yourself. That's what I enjoy. Uh, that's what I enjoy seeing in others. Um, that's what I try to, you know, develop in myself, knowing that, you know, I'm, this is not a sprint, you know, the things that I'm trying to build, you know, through my business, through the podcast, through all the other, um, properties that I'm trying to build, um, it's going to take, it's going to take some years. Um, and what I have to do is sort of build up and, and, you know, do all the work necessary, you know, eat right, you know, work out, exercise, do my, um, introspection, you know, do everything necessary in order to have the energy to, to create daily and, uh, you know, to put out inspiring things and put out things that's going to, that's going to help others, uh, be their best versions of themselves. Um, going into, uh, creative tips, you know, what is a creative tip or tips that you can provide our audience? A creative tip would be trying your hardest, not giving up, uh, even though other people will tell you this will never happen or money could be an issue, uh, losing a job, losing a car, losing a family member. It's in everything is hard. And it basically don't give up. There is hope. You just got to look at, just keep looking up, never giving up, finding a solution that will find a way to make you feel better. Uh, I do hiking. I do a lot of things, kayaking, just to build the good energy in me to be ready when things are going to get tough because if I ain't going to be tough at the weakest point, then I'm going to give up and I can't give up when they're in beautiful life. I I know it's hard. Um, even no matter what people are going through, I know everything is hard. I went through some tough times and somehow whatever made me through all that, I found out and just said, you know, I'm not going to give up. If I didn't give up, then I wouldn't be where I'm at. And kind of basically what people need to learn is try not to give up. Even at your weakest, horrible moment, if you can't find a solution, talk to someone. Ask them for their advice. Even just get out and just, like, look at the world. Enjoy the, just the nature. Like, and then even nature, that's what I love about hiking because nature will make you think. The ocean will make you think. And you sit there and you think like, 
why is everything happening to me? Not just me, everybody. And you want to feel like it too because it's always happening. Even when people tell you negative things like this will never happen or what they think matters and your opinion matters, your life matters. You want to you want to make a podcast, make a podcast. You want to become an actor, become an actor. Things that are going to get tough. It's going to be tough to get there. But that's the way you get there is not giving up. If you give up, then you're just, you can't get there. And, and a lot of it will be things thrown at you. And you got to either accept it or handle it or just ignore it. And basically the creative tip would be not giving up. Because everything around you is worth fighting for. And if you can't fight for it, then what is the purpose of you trying to achieve it? Like, what do you want to achieve? If you have something to achieve, do it. Because basically, the life, as I knew, it is short. Like, no matter what, I feel like I'm short too. But, I mean, you can enjoy everything. And if you can't create your own mindset and feel like you can get outside your box, don't be comfortable. Like, that's what I feel like everybody is, is too comfortable. When you're too comfortable, you don't know what you're fighting for, even relationships and marriages. Like, love is worth fighting for. People in your life are worth fighting for. Your job is worth fighting for. Your money is worth fighting for, even though money isn't nothing to people. And some people will, like, take advantage of it. But money is... I mean, when you think about it, if everything that you didn't build to yourself and you gave up, it, you didn't, you wouldn't know where it would go. So maybe, like you say, in 10, 5 years, I might be famous, or you might be famous. You might have your own podcast on TV or even a show. Like, and you never know because one of those, like, like I learned, a lot of people tell me this also, is when one door closes, another one opens. And all the negative things that I went through have closed. And a lot of good things started happening. And I realized, even with the COVID, you realize the bigger part of the career that you need to do. And if you don't achieve it, even if COVID happens, you got to find something that will, like, kind of like a roadblock. You got to go around it. Even if, or you can't go through it, but you got to go around it. You got to find a way to do it. Don't give up because then it's just, your dream is something. Everybody needs to dream. And if you have a dream, achieve it. I mean, I didn't think I would be a comedian. I wanted to be a firefighter. <laughs> and I did get to be a volunteer, try to be a vol full volunteer. I did a floor program when I was younger. And I did it to the point where I just felt like, you know, this wasn't for me. It took me some time. I didn't know I was a comedian until I was like 28, 29. And then when that happened, I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. And then I pushed it because someone told me I should do it. Someone told me I was funny. Me, I never thought it was funny. I'm like, me going on stage? My mom still doesn't believe that I'm a comedian. She's just like, you were never like that when you were younger. What made you change, you know? And a lot of the dark side made me change because all the negative things that I ever went through, and it made me feel tougher. Because the more tougher I got, the more I didn't want to give up. And the more I didn't want to give up, the more I met people. And no matter who I am, I feel like I just want to love people. Because people need love. And everything is the way it is. So basically, I would say the creative tip is don't give up. Find hope. 
keep moving forward and just continue enjoying your life and if you don't enjoy your life you're just you're going to sit there and think a lot and that's what a lot of people do is think a lot and i spend a lot of time thinking because i want to find somewhere where to go i don't want to be nobody i want to be somebody and that's basically what taught me is never to give up even when i was in the hospital i wanted to give up so many times with through all that pain i'm like why is this happening but if i didn't go through those steps i wouldn't realize what I really need. And now I'm I'm on the right track of finding where I'm needing. Like, yeah, maybe a girlfriend down the line, maybe a marriage down the line, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> Tinder will actually work for me, you know? I mean, a lot of it, I feel like even where I, I love when where I work at because there will be people buying me chocolate. And I'm just like, I have this lady buying me chocolate and I don't know if she's trying to date me or just be a sweet person. like. But it's good to find nice people out there. And that's what you really need. You need the bigger and better things. Like no matter what the dark side looks like, there is a brighter side. And everyone will tell you, like there will be a light at the end of the tunnel. You might not see it yet, but it's there because it makes you, everything you achieve, it will make you feel better. And no matter if you feel like things are going the lowest, I mean, everything will go low, but everything has to get worse to get better. And that's basically what I learned is never to give up. Keep fighting, keep trying to be you. Even if people put you down or just, you know, you're trying to be you. And if you get out there, those are the people that are gonna wanna know you because they will be hating you at first, but then at the end, they're gonna want to know you because you're one of those famous people. And then basically you're gonna know who the real people are in your life and who helped you get to where you are. And I kind of realized I never forget who helped me, you know, like everything that I did with comedy happened to be because of Derby's Bar and Girl where I do comedy at. And if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be where I'm at now. So honestly, I'm kind of grateful for every step I took because I wouldn't have met you. And now I'm being on a podcast. I'm enjoying the room because it's so, the vibe is amazing. And this is actually a real podcast. I like it. <laughs> it. It just amazes me how much work and time has been put into it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's been a, a, a lot of work. And like I said, I applaud. No, obviously, quick n- shout out Cobalt again. They uh, they do all the all the heavy work for me. Um, they they make it easy, make it very easy for me because I couldn't do this by myself. Um, before we uh, sign off, um, how can people you know reach out to you for um, certain gigs, you know, if they want to book you for gigs, uh, you know, a- appearances, anything like that. Um, or even, Hey, give you a hug. Who knows? Um, where can people reach out to you? Uh, comicjustin.com. You can basically find all my info or even on Instagram, comic Justin or Snapchat or Facebook, even write me a message, even saying hi, or even anything. If you want to meet me, come see me at a show. You know, I love to meet people. I love to even just tell people I might sit on their lap and sing Barry White. You know, you never know. (laughs) I told people that several times in comedy and I'm like, one day I'm going to do it. Like, so I'm tempted this year to do that. And hopefully maybe one day someone will let me, you know. Justin, that's already burned in my brain right now. (laughs) (laughs) That's all. Well, um, hey, once again, uh, I'm going to give a uh, couple, some more um, shout outs again to my to my partners and sponsors, uh, Panels, Comics and Coffee, to uh, Elevate Coffee Trading uh, that's based in the Dallas area. 
uh, AstroPad, uh, get a chance, check it out for all my digital creators. Check out, check out AstroPad, download it. Um, it's a great tool. Uh, and uh, Cobopod, uh, like I said, they're those are the, the people that do all the heavy work for me. I just come in here and record, and uh, they create this beautiful show for me. So I'm, I'm always in gratitude for that. Uh, for my uh, for the video show, actually, for the I'm sorry, for the uh, my radio partner, Helium Radio. Uh, this episode will be I'll be out here in uh, in a couple of weeks, and uh, you can check it out on heliumradio.com. So that is my uh, my internet radio partner, and then just giving uh, some shout outs to uh, a lot of my creative community. Uh, if you get a chance on the video show, I'm actually wearing a uh, a new shirt from Throwback Games, and that's a uh, uh, a new business here in Oceanside, California. Uh, they got a lot of retro vintage games. If you go in there, it will take you right back to childhood. They got all kinds of old school. Um, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, Atari. I mean, it's it's wild. Um, so if you're in the Oceanside area, get a chance to check out Throwback Games. So uh, they gave gave me a, little, a sweet little tea. So I want to give a shout out um, and just support those local businesses. Um, the backdrop. I'm gonna tell you again. The one that does all this artwork around here. If you ever see the video shows and you see this beautiful artwork behind me, it's from Dave Dorman. Um, you get a chance, please follow him on Instagram at Dreamwave Studio. Um, got some beautiful artwork. Got a lot of stuff that's uh, that's on sale. Get a chance, uh, buy some artwork. Um, this, like I said, this is a great fit for any uh, any commercial spot, any studio. Um, I'm gonna tell you now. Get a chance, check them out. Check out all this work. He's got some great things going on. Um, also, too, the uh, the one. Uh, the one that does photography a lot of my uh branded photos that i create on my uh on, on the podcast is because of peyton um he does some beautiful photography uh i'll put his um information in the show notes as well he's also selling a lot of his photographs he does a lot of beautiful stuff here in oceanside and a lot of the uh the people that you may see on the um uh you know promoted on the cobopod if you happen to check them out on uh, instagram or facebook he does all the photography for it so it's beautiful um check it out you get a chance so just giving out some some shout outs to uh to some local businesses to some creators that's doing their own thing and uh, like i said and, and another shout out to you justin like thank you for coming in thank you for for sharing those words of wisdom thank you for sharing sharing your story um that sort of opened my eyes um to to a lot of things that uh that you have to deal with on a daily basis that sometimes i you know um I can not be aware of and you know seeing that and understanding that um I think uh allows you know anyone to sort of understand where you're coming from and being uh empathetic and being compassionate with that and at the same time too giving you the respect uh that you deserve but uh you get a chance check out a lot of he's got a lot of uh zoom he's doing zoom uh, co- uh comedy shows but he's usually in him at, um at the what what was what is it the Der- oh, derby's bar and grill derby bar and grill derby derby bar and grill um and that's in Hemet, california so if you're in the area uh swing by check it out um he's doing a lot of his uh comedy there i'm hope uh, hopefully he'll he'll come come around here uh pretty soon but once again hey this is another great episode with me with justin and let's be creative stay inspired